0: Okay, everybody, here we are again on Iron Radio. This is Phil Stevens, strength coach. I run the strength field, as well as a bunch of other stuff. I'm a Highland Games and powerlifter. just all-around traveling man lately.
1: This is Dr. Mikey Nelson, uh, associate social professor at the Institute, creator of the Flex Diet and the PhysFlex Certs, and Phil's been doing more traveling than me.
0: Hey, that's different.
2: Hey. <laughs> it is different. Hey, yeah. everybody. Yep, it's Lonnie Lowry. I am a nutrition scientist and a former competitive bodybuilder, and uh, just check it in to see what's going on.
0: Sweet. Good to have you in, Lonnie.
2: Yay. I didn't (sighs) didn't want to pull a fortress and just disappear forever.
0: There you go. There you go. Everybody will be happy. He has
2: disappeared forever. Yeah. He He really has. Is he alive? I I talk to him about twice a year. Okay. There you go. So,
0: Yeah, so it was the Arnold weekend, so... I'm sure everybody kind of followed me on the social medias and stuff. I was posting lots of pictures. It was a good time. Um, the Arnold in general was, for me, it was probably the best Arnold I've been to.
1: Because mm, there's less people? <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: For the expo itself, it's probably their worst time. But you were able to walk through the expo without just running into every person. Wow. Uh, like people had room to show off their imaginary lat syndrome.
2: So there was a lot of that going
0: on <laughs> um, armpits, but yeah, talking to some of the booth people, they informed me that there was in between 200 and 300 less booths than normal. Oof, oh, um, oh, oh. So yeah, it was quite a bit smaller, but even Saturday, that's the busy day. I went Friday. It was totally dead. Um, mm. but even Saturday, there was plenty of room to walk around and, uh, Oh, that's a first. Yeah. So I wondered, uh, yeah, it's going to take a little while to bounce back. I think, um, yeah. I think, but, but um, yeah, we'll see. And yeah, like I said, some of the weird booths we were talking before the show, you could tell they were just filling booths because they had like, Jim's Columbus lawn care and <laughs> gutter surface <laughs> and, you know, weird things like that. But, huh. um, the non-fitness related things, but, uh, they had some new cool events. Uh, they had, I forget what they call it, but basically it was five on five battles with knights. So these dudes all dressed up in full suits of armor and beating the shit out of each other. Five on five. Five on five? Five on five. And you'd come in and have to do teamwork. Oh. So you'd see like four of them just team up on one dude and pummel him. <laughs> and <laughs> move to the next one. And basically how you're, you're dead when you get, when they make you go to the ground. So they'd come up and swinging axes at their legs and try and get their feet to come out underneath them and stuff. Uh, that was neat to watch. Uh, watched a little bit of the Highland Games. They had the adaptive athletes there for the first time this year, which was... Oh, uh, nice. There was one dude who had no legs. Like, he was missing both legs. Not just one prosthetic, but two. Uh, throwing Highland Games, I thought it was amazing. It was amazing to watch those people. Uh he so
1: had two prosthetic legs doing the Highland Games?
0: Yes. Yep, he was cut off from... How? At the meat on both legs. Oh, um, Jesus. That's yeah, crazy. The, it was neat. So, And a lot of them had... You know, missing one. Like, I didn't see anybody, and I don't know if you could. I didn't see anybody missing an arm. Uh, yeah. I think that would make it harder. Uh, there's yeah. something that you just couldn't do. Like, I Oh, yeah. You'd be hard pressed to flip a caber, and, like, sheaf, it'd just be impossible. Mm hmm. Uh, so that was a good time. Uh, then we went to, we made it a point to go to the first year, and I'm, I guarantee it's coming back. The Slap Boxing World Championship.
1: I had read about this. Oh, my what? God. Was a headline on the website,
0: yeah, and <laughs> was on stage for it and everything. It was insane. Like, uh it was all the people were from Poland or Slovakia. Uh, the first match was just total crap, but it, they brought up two female social media, whatever you call it, influencers, and had them go against each other. And it mm. was like, come on, you can't tell me you can't find two Polish women that want to knock the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a. A a shit show, but, uh, and then the the real fight started, and, oh, my, like, there was four bigger fights. Three of the four ended in a knockout. A knockout? Knockout, yes. Ooh. First dude's fight, it was one slap, and he was out, and they had to put him in a neck brace and backboard him out of there.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Wow. Yeah, and there's no, there's, like, you get a foul if you flinch or try and block at all. So, basically, you just have to hold your chin out and take it.
1: Oh, you and just if, you can't do any defense at all. No
0: defense at all. If you do defense, oh. you get a foul, get a penalty. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't defend at all. You just you have to put your hands like behind your back and stick your chin out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that's
1: almost uh, got much more hardcore than I was imagining. Ugh,
0: it was bad. Uh, uh, it was Yeah. Fun, yeah. It's
2: just tr- trading blows. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay, so all laughs> like, TBI. Here we come. <laughs> right? <laughs> Break out <laughs> the creatine. Yeah. They're all no. cool.
0: So they make, they make you chalk your hands before you smack because then they can tell where it hits. So you can't hit on the temple, uh, the temple or the neck. So you have to hit the cheek, um, like right on the chin. And so there were a few fouls for that. People get too high up on the temple and they pack their ears with, uh, cotton. So in case somebody tries to smack their ear, because you're not supposed to smack your ear either. But, uh like, the first one ended first lap. He was just out. Um, the next one actually went into overtime, I think it was. So after three rounds, they can either call it or the judges make it go to overtime. They went to overtime. Still nobody knocked the other one out. And then the next two were knockouts in, like, the second or third round. The last one was the championship, and it was five rounds. And it was the only one with it had a Polish dude that's 17-0. and 0. And this was super heavyweight, so they were both like 340-plus <laughs> <laughs> against the Hawaiian. And it was stand I mean, they were just trading blows. And on the third round, the Hawaiian made the Polish dude stumble. And then after you get smacked, you have 30 seconds to regroup and throw your swing. Um, and the Polish dude just knocked him plum out. But he went just crumpled. But it was interesting. And like I said, I think it will be back because there were hundreds of people standing and watching that, so.
1: What is, like, sports? the longevity in that sport? It's got to be short.
0: Well, I mean, I can put it this way. Like, the, the Polish dude with 17 fights was the person with the most fights. So, and he's probably has that many because he's 17 and 0. So, right. he's <laughs> <knocked out laughs> right. uh, I can't imagine this long. There was lots of EMTs on staff and things like that. Because, like you said, with no guarding and stuff like that, yeah. holy, holy. And, uh, well, you watch the guys that were best at it, and they weren't—they weren't like swinging wide for a traditional slap. They would kind of pull back and come from a punching aspect and just hit you with their palm, oh. right on the side of the face. Um, so it's basically a punch, <laughs> open-handed punch.
1: Uh, Can you imagine how big that those two. At the end, how big their hands are, their
0: palms. Oh, yeah, and you'd see it in oh. rounds, like after first round, each person is just swollen. You know, after oh, like their, oh. their faces you have Man. to take multiple smacks. Uh so
1: And can you hit someone on the same sides? Like you could always hit them on the side. It's always on the same side. side. Yes, it's, always, it's all the same like, side.
0: Yeah. Well it depends your dominant hand is the one you use.
1: Right, that's what so I was they're thinking. They're
0: always taking hits from whatever side you choose. Right. So, yeah, they're smacking the same spot over and over. I think, and watching it, I honestly think a beard helps because then it's Little not cushion. skin on skin and it's not, Ooh. the fat, you know, because there were some bearded dudes and they were actually doing well. Uh, but huh. I don't know. It's definitely not a sport I'm going to jump into uh, anytime soon. But it was worth it.
1: Is there any, like, illegal people sticking, like, foam and stuff in their beard or something? To try no, to, I didn't see you any know? of that. No.
0: But there were bearded guys, like, because there's a chin like, you'd see people try and tuck their chin down, and they'd, they'd tell them, nope, you got to lift your chin up. But the guys with beards, you couldn't tell. They oh. But, uh, <laughs> so you might be able to get away with it. But uh, Yeah, that was interesting. And then yeah, uh, you know, spent a lot of time. got to catch up with, like I said, Jim and Eddie Cohn. We had uh, lunch with him. How were those guys doing? Doing good. Everybody's doing good. Everybody looks good. Even Eddie gave me a backhanded compliment. He's like, Phil, you look pretty good, Ed. He's like, you look really good, Phil. You look healthy. You're not as fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna it's take the best the good part do. of that. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, that's yeah, I praise him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, no, just just got caught up in chatting and things like that. Had uh, Sam from over to lead FDS join us, and it was a good time. Oh,
1: cool. He seems like a good dude. I haven't met him yet.
0: He is, yeah. And then I'll say it on here so everybody listens. Uh, I'm going to be on their table talk with Dave soon. Oh, sweet. And then Wednesday, I'm going to be on Massonomics podcast. Oh, cool. This coming Wednesday, we record at 9 o'clock at night. So uh, that'll be a fun one. So ran into those guys, spent a lot of time at their booth. They seem to be doing well.
1: Oh, that's good. I like those dudes.
0: Yeah, it was like I said, it was a good it was an all around good experience. And the weather it was like 73 degrees in Columbus. You can't get oh, that in March. Beautiful. It's, it's usually horrible.
1: It's uh, always overcast and rainy and just yeah. shit when I'm there. Yeah,
2: you, you know, you guys good. it's it's just, I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can corroborate that. Yeah. that. So, uh,
0: yeah, it was a good time and then uh I know we watched some of the Strongman. I got to look up. I forgot who even won it. Uh what's the Kearney was leading? After day one, really, and uh then he went downhill. Oh, look it up, uh sports events. I don't remember who won it.
1: I haven't even looked to be honest, because I knew we were gonna do the show. So,
0: hey, uh, Arnold Strongman Classic. I looked the other day. Boo, 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 boo. Martin Lissus. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah with forty one points and Kearney ended up in fifth. He was like I said, he was first after day one. But uh Luke Stoltzman took third. They mm. tied for third. And uh Oleski and Novikov was second. So the Stoltzman brothers were both in the top ten. But uh yeah from what I hear it was a good competition. But like Kearney it got through the events that he's good at and uh then he went down from there. So the events were – they had a heavy squat. I saw somebody squatted in the 900-plus range, I think. Oof. Uh, monster dumbbell press for reps. So i heard a lot of them uh, stumble with that, but rightly so. It was a 275-pound dumbbell. 275?
1: Well, can, uh, That's more than last year, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, 275 dumbbell for reps. You had 90 seconds.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: several of them got like – several of them zeroed,
1: but – uh. Cause that's usually a two and three eighth inch handle on it too. Yeah. A
0: big one. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I think they, I think the most was like, most of them only had three, but somebody came out ahead and got a bunch. Um, Then they had date. That was day one. Day two was Austrian Oak for max. So basically log for Max. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the timber carry was event four, which was an 880 pound frame for 35 feet up a ramp. Uh cap People limits. forget
1: like how hard like just a small incline with the heavy load. Oh, makes it. Yeah, insane. It's like another yes. world. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then uh then they had the stone to shoulder. So you had to lift Odd Hogan's famous tombstone from the ground to a stationary position on top of the shoulder for as many reps as possible in two and a half minutes. Mm. So I did not catch any of that. We caught some of the other stuff but we didn't uh we didn't see any of that. And then uh the bodybuilding, same guy that won it a couple years ago won it this year. Uh, I don't remember his name. Sports oh, the- and Brandon, Curry. Oh, yeah, Brandon Curry. Yeah, I think it was Brandon Curry. Yep, Brandon Curry won it. And uh took home $200,000. William Bonack was in second. Steve Kuklo third. And then uh, a bunch of names I don't know. Samson Duada out of the United Kingdom. Justin Rodriguez, Brent Wilkins, Reagan Grimes. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: you know, one thing I like about the the bodybuilding stuff, and I don't know when this started because I just I haven't been keeping up, but um, I like that there's they give you uh, ten grand the Ed Corny Best Poser Award. Okay. It, yeah. Because it, it brings a little bit of athleticism or sport or, or performance into it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know there's a most muscular award too, but I like that they give like ten grand. These side bonuses, you yeah. know, for the most muscular dude or the best poser. That's pretty cool. And I, yeah. I don't know. I would think that's good for the crowd, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
0: different things like that. So I saw a little bit of that. It was on the main stage. So I saw some of the early preliminary, preliminary stuff on Friday. Um, but I didn't. You end up paying to go to the end rounds. And sorry, not happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll wait and see what happens. Uh yeah, there was just the usual, a lot of stuff going on, uh, CrossFit and things like that, with inside the expo. So uh, it was not near as loud. You didn't have the Bang booth, of course, because they they booted them out. So there was no uh, just loud, insane music. Uh, who did they boot out? You said Bang, like Bang cannot come back to the Arnold. You're kidding? Oh, me. the no, energy they, drink
1: company, the V. Yeah, they banned fans.
0: them. They banned them, and why? The Twenty. Because their booth was just like they had. A mass like concert level speakers, oh, and just <laughs> annoyingly loud, and like you couldn't hear anything through the whole hall. So oh, crap! So, uh, so, last time I knew, they banned them. Which, who knows? Maybe with the few booths they had now, they're regretting that. But
2: yeah, yeah, I was yeah,
1: I wondered about that. So, okay. yeah, because when I was there, they they had I don't know what they paid for booth space, but they had a massive area.
0: Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, they get one of those huge ones. Um, yeah. Had a good one. Where we're me and Jim were walking to the slap thing. And uh, oddly enough, there's a chicken fillet inside the expo. The line That's was newest. like a hundred yards long. And <laughs> get to this damn chicken fillet. But we're walking up to it. And I see some guys were getting close. And his eyes just get huge. And he starts smiling. He runs up and just like starts shaking Windler's hand. and He's like, Oh my God, I've been looking for you. I was hoping I could meet you here. He said, uh, you know, you changed my life, I I got your 5-1, and he's like, I heard you on Iron Radio, and that's how I found you, and he's like, I, Phil was talking about you, and Jim looks at him, he's like, you mean Phil, and points at me, and he's like, holy shit, and the guy just <laughs> has, starts hugging me, he had kind of Iron Radio shirts on, and we sat there and talked to him for like 20 minutes, sorry, I don't remember your name, bud, Uh please drop me a line, if you're on the social medias or anything like that, I'd like to send you some stuff.
1: Um I work with him as a client, it's Chris.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was, he had amazing gains.
1: Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's gained
0: like dumb. 80 pounds. Yeah. Some crap. It looked yeah. jacked and deadlifted. I think, I, I hope I don't get this wrong, but I think he did like 500 for 17 or something like that.
1: Yeah. It was pretty high reps.
0: What? Yeah.
1: To do the, Lonnie sent me the email. He's the guy getting ready to do the Massachusetts
0: strongman. And yeah.
2: Oh right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. So we had a good conversation for quite a while and, uh, he was there with his best friend. That's also, he's a, uh, MMA instructor, I think MMA Oh, cool. has an California, but me and Jim sat and talked to him for probably 20 months.
1: Oh, awesome. Uh, he He's a super cool dude.
0: Yeah. had a good time. It was great. And just seeing the enthusiasm, man, that's what keeps me coming back Was when you see stuff like that, people that are still oh, yeah. just yeah. naturally into it. And, uh, so chatted with him a while and then had a few people come up and take pictures, things like that. So it was good to see, it was good to see all that. And, uh, Ran over to the compound. Dave had one of his, uh, train your ass off things going on all weekend. So hmm. basically people pay, I think they do groups of three or four. Um, and you pay to come in and just, he trains you.
1: Oh, that's uh, cool. For the weekend.
0: And, uh, oh yeah, I feel sorry for him, but like I walked in and they're doing forced drop sets and, uh, oh man, it was horrible. <laughs> they're doing the same but they all look like they were having fun. So got to stop in and see all those guys and, uh, you know, watch what those people do. But it looked like if anybody's ever interested, just from, it looked like a good time It looked like it was worth the money to go in there and train with, with Dave and Sam. Uh,
1: Cause they moved facilities. This is oh, what it's their it's, fifth compound like a couple years ago now. Is yeah. That right? A couple
0: years ago. And they, they built this one. Like he did yeah. just move into a space. Like he custom built this one. It's nice. nice. Um, so yeah, it's, I try and catch a workout in there. I didn't train at all this weekend, but, uh, yeah, they got showers and everything. They got all the cool stuff. Oh wow! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was at the old Asper compound and walking in there. I did one of the learn to train things, and you know, you're always kind of nervous, like walking yeah. in. It's like, oh, these guys, like you know, lift so much more than me. And but everyone was like just super cool, and you, oh, yeah, walk in, and there's just equipment everywhere, oh, and they're like tons blasting like dark tranquility, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah.
0: No, I think it's always a good time. So. Yeah. I, I make it out there now. Heck, I used to go for the Arnold, but now, recently, the last couple of years, I've been making it out that way three, four times a year just to see Dave and Jim. So oh, that's good. Catch football games and stuff like that. But, uh yeah, I mean, that's kind of the extent of the Arnold. It was a, it was a good time, but uh like I said, slower than normal, which was actually honestly good for me. Um, I liked, I liked the level of expo there was. Uh I don't know how that, I'll have to talk to some people, just see how it went vendor wise. Um, but as far as just not the masses of humanity we saw at that last one where they started the fire department had to shut it down and one person in, one person out. Ugh, it was uh that was too much. But this time we actually hung around the expo for a couple hours and
1: uh Did you see Matt Vincent there? Was I it, think he had a booth, didn't you?
0: Matt nope, he didn't. He oh didn't, he
1: didn't this year, okay.
0: No, Matt's out riding uh oh, is he doing the Indian motorcycle trip or yeah. whatever. <laughs> He's riding all the way across Florida on Indian motorcycles. So, so. Shout out to Matt. Hope you're having fun. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who else we ran into. I mean, it's all, of course, you see all kinds of people walking around. Uh,
1: similar crowd.
0: Yeah, similar crowd. And you run it, you know, you'll see the old, some of the old time greats just walking around. You know, it's yeah, a good time. It's so wild. Mm hmm. And the weightlifting, I don't know. I haven't talked to any weightlifters, but talking to people that watched online, the little bit I watched, they had them up on a, they were in the main hall this year, the main weightlifters. And they had them up on an elevated stage and there were a lot of people like almost missing lifts, like very experienced lifters, like missing lifts or having to run all over to save lifts. And I think it was a stage. It was part of the stage. Yeah. Like when you got an elevated stage like that and you got people cleaning jerking 200, 300, 400 plus that freaking stage moves. And that's the only thing I can think because it was people like way out of form compared to their normal professional selves. Um, and I think the stage played a, played a mm. part in that. So, I mean, it'd it's be weird. The yeah, because be, that thing's be going to be elevated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would you have to build to make it not move with that much weight? I mean, it'd have Oof. to be a hell of a stage. You can't tell me that. They- you know, this is something they're going to take up and put down. So,
2: but you know, even like perceptions and, and cues. Yeah, and you're stuff, up high. You know, you're visible. Yeah, you're just yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it would just be bizarre. It's sort of like what we talked about years ago about squatting without a mirror. You know, the yeah. first time I did that was yeah. so bizarre. And if you, I think you're elevated, everything is just slightly off. Different. Yep. Yeah, different. Yeah, yep. it'd be weird. Yeah. So,
0: I sadly I didn't catch the football tournament. I saw it. <laughs> uh, I just didn't hang out. I, I meant to, but uh no. They had lots of more cool stuff in the expo, though. They had like uh, a ninja warrior course that you could try. Oh, they had a bunch it? of stuff. No, I didn't. I tried to talk Jim's son into it, but uh oh yeah. Like no, I would die, Mike. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> never know. <laughs> my shoulders would just rip off my body. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> watching that stuff—that's what it all is. Like if you were upper massively good at chin-ups, you could do that course. Uh, that's what you'd need to be. And a little bit of balance, but, uh, um, there were several. USA powerlifting was there, XBC powerlifting, so caught a little bit of that. Uh, Sam's girlfriend was in one of them. She took first in her division, so. Uh, that was good to see, and yeah, you knew normal stuff, you know, just stuff going on everywhere, so. Yeah,
1: the only thing I saw is I saw Rogue had a bunch of events, and uh chloe brennan set the world's oh. uh, women's denny stone replica hold yes is 140 pounds and she did it with no straps yes and it was a you know she had like a one two second hold on it too yes which, she
0: did or people you yeah, not familiar uh,
1: the replica is it's a large ring in the front smaller ring in the back the total stone weight is 734 pounds but you have to do it off axis with a rotation and because the ring on the back is smaller, the backstone will come up first normally before the front. So it's a weird convoluted offset load. It's a partial lift, but I mean I've been training for it for a while and it just destroys my hand just Yeah,
0: especially the you know. little ring.
1: The little ring is bad. Big one is too just depending on the size of your hand. Yeah. Um but yeah, to do that at 140 pounds, male or female with no straps is just
0: yeah. So the thing exciting. that was most impressive for me about that was she got it on her third try. Yeah, like you watch it and she has those thumb guards on because she's hook gripping. Yeah, she tries it and then she fails on the thumb guards. She goes again; it slips out of her hands. At you know, she, they both came off, but it slipped. Yep. She comes back and gets it, and I was like, normally people don't do that. <laughs> you, know, you miss it like that, and they're just done. And she was able to then pick it up and hang on to it for a while, uh, and like you said, at 140 pounds lifting up seven, what is it like, seven forty, seven thirty
1: eight, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen like some strongman competitors in the three hundreds that can't budge them. You know? Yeah, and yeah. God, they're not training for it per se either, but yeah,
0: it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah, pretty insane. So uh, that was pretty neat. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, man, I'm training as usual. It's back. Back to the, back to business today. Uh, going to squat and things like that, but talking to Jim and he's down to like 235. Ooh. We're both getting old and that's what, you know, I've been (coughs) looking at potentially getting around that area too. And it's just, you know, talking to all these older guys, it's just. It's wise. It's just time to do it. Yeah. Mm. Like Eddie talking to him and, and of course, you know, we got into the. Which is always an interesting one. We got into the performance enhancing drugs conversation, Mm. me and Ed, and just how it's different today. And he was like, "Of course he's gonna be like he got popped for drugs." Yeah, you know he's like, "I did them." You know, I'm not gonna say I didn't do them. He said, "But I did not do what these guys are doing." (laughs) He's like, "Some of these guys have sent me their cycles, and then we all agreed, and that's why you see, and I've talked about on the show before, we see all these new guys coming up." They come out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, it's going to be the next great, and this and that, and then they're gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just wrecked, and that's what he's like. He's like, yeah, they're just doing so much that their body's just ruined in two years, and they don't get the – you don't see the longevity that he had. You know, you look at him, it was like over a decade of dominance. Yeah. And And how many weight classes, too. Yeah, and you just don't see that anymore, and and yeah, and that's – he was just a – it was good bouncing off him. He's like, yeah, all of us did it he said but we did kid levels compared to these guys he's like oh yeah they're taking more than us when they're supposedly off <laughs> oh. when they say they're off he's like they're they're more than maxed out what we did but uh so you was, think
1: with that that, and you guys have talked about this before i think but assuming you're of average genetics for drugs right both side mm-hmm. effects and response yeah that there's just kind of a theoretical limit whether you take 15 years to use that amount or a year and a half to use that amount. It just, I don't know. It just seems like the more you try to compress that, like it works, but the cost just becomes the cost exceeding. Is huge. And I high.
0: think, yeah, I think it's part of that. And then I think it's like we've talked about before. Like, just from talking to guys, like, let's say you're taking, uh, I don't know, 500 milligrams of test and then 1000 and then 2000. At some point, you know, the jump from 250 to 500 is, is big on benefit and not so big on side effect but then you start going higher and like the that payback flips. versus side effect ratio gets just exemplified just yes. massive difference and i think these guys are just i mean the side effects are well known like this stuff has been around forever and it's like you're just tearing themselves up and that's why well, you're know, seeing a lot of people
2: die and you never heard of things like trend cough back in the day, yeah, you know? And I'm like, what, what is that? I mean, everybody was familiar with trend balloon, but like, yeah. not this, like, you know, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And I, I long know, maybe, cycles of it
1: too. Not like a
2: peaking cycle before. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, and maybe that was always a thing to some extent, but you didn't hear about it in casual yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's
0: just crazy. Yeah, so I had a conversation. I'm going to go with an unnamed, unnamed person, but, uh, a, a, a very high level power lifter, um, sat down and was talking to me. He was taking 15 grams a week. What? 15 a grams a week. Of various, no, various grams? compounds. Oh, still. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's like, where do you go? Where do you go from there? Like, you know, oh, I need to get better. Like, a day. Holy! Crap. I wonder,
2: I wonder how many listeners. Just to put that in perspective, <laughs> the crazy guys back in the day would they they would say I'm gramming it, yes. meaning one, Meaning, <laughs> yes. Yes. a gram. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so, on the extreme high end. That was that, like yeah, not no, common. right. Those are the crazy guys. Yeah, and then and yeah, now we're talking fifteen times that. Like you've got to think the the benefit to risk ratio just starts going out the window. Like what are you doing? Not to mention just waste. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um, wow. Well, come on. You just got to take other drugs because of the other drugs you're taking because of the side effects of the drugs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Increase your Novodex and yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're talking. You know, you're taking like a, a quarter of a cup. Right. oh know. my god oh, you know, you know. Phil, phil i used to say my
2: god you measure protein in grams you know yeah, I, yeah. these drugs should be measured in milligrams now you're talking yeah. cups yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like holy crap and you no know, and that's I like think cooking oil
2: that,
0: and that's like we were talking about i think a big part of it is today's culture everybody wants everything now there's no 10-year plan you know like ed was in it for the hall yeah. And he and now everybody wants to go from couch potato to Ed Cohen in like two years, and then they're burnt out. Nobody wants to say, "I, you know, I'm putting ten years into this," yeah. you know, which is what it takes. And you know, you watch these guys' careers, and that's what it took back then. It was 10 well. I know years. we should
2: talk about it a lot, but I mean, even. I mean, muscle tissue doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know, there's neural and soft tissue adaptations that aren't muscle cartilage and, and fascia and, you know what I mean? There, And even the mental side of, you know, what you're able to generate just psychologically, a lot of these things – Yeah. I mean, if you've got a career arc that's real, you know, um, you make it into your let's say your mid or late 30s when these guys are peaking, you know, like they peak there, I think, for a reason. And when you just you step on the gas so hard, some of these other systems, they just don't come up to par, you know, and these guys just burn out like a like a flare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like putting nitro on your Yugo.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, gonna yeah. go faster, but at some point it's gonna end up in a horrendous blow up.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, that's a big part of it. And like uh you just don't see the careers anymore. You know, these are gone. It is sad.
2: And, no wonder yeah. we can't keep you track, know, you know, like we're talking about the bodybuilding. Like I, I only know a handful of these names um like the first through third place, you know, finishers mm-hmm. or something, but, but there's, there's just more turnover. But, yeah. And I mean, let's not romanticize too much. The powers that be have always used and abused the bodybuilding competitors like they were racehorses. Yeah. You know, um, milk, milk the heck out of them as long as you can, covers of magazines all over the mm-hmm. internet, whatever it is. Uh, and then people don't notice when they're gone. They're yeah. just kind of gone. But that yeah. used to be like a, a five to seven year thing where you can get to know the names. And yep. if it's a year and a half now, maybe we shouldn't feel so bad that we're just old guys saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> <long." laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, who can keep track?
0: Yeah. Well, and in strength sports, I think it's, you know, partially it's also the training. Uh, you know, they go on these crazy ass training programs. But yes, they reap just like CrossFit does. You know, you join CrossFit, we've talked about it before, and you reap massive benefits really quickly. But then that stagnates. They're going on these, you know. Okay, I'm on ten grams of shit, so I can train this much, and you know, and that's also beating the shit out mm-hmm. because they're doing so much more than should be physically possible, and mm-hmm. gaining so much so fast. And of course, like, uh, you know, then tendons and joints aren't keeping up, and it just, it's just it's all around. It's a lack of patience, and they're trying to cram ten years into two.
2: You know, it's a good point, Phil, about the volume. Like, I tend to default to, oh, they're, it's in, they're generating too much intensity, they're tearing stuff, but you're right. I, I know we've talked in the past for a long time about everybody has to go through that crazy period of a few years mm-hmm. and almost beat themselves up, <laughs> but, but when you're, Underwriting that mentality with 15 grams of nonsense. Yes, <laughs> yes. Then then nobody can tolerate that kind of volume. Nobody could, I don't think. It's giving you yeah. abilities that, um, you're just, you're paying a price every three or four months, you know, of yes. just damage, some weird new kind of damage. Yeah.
0: Yep. And you just can't keep up with it. And, you know, so they're, of course, they're tearing up. The drugs are tearing them up, but at the same time, they're just massively, you know, car wreck, injuring their body every week. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can't expect to last that long. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's like I've just 100% transparency. I I have and do train people that decide to take performance enhancing drugs. The training doesn't change that much. You know, mm-hmm. just because you're on some stuff doesn't mean, okay, we're going to give you double the volume. You know, you're still a human. <laughs> Yeah. You know? right. Uh and I think that's where a lot of people mess up too, is they they dabble and then they they go crazy with training. And just because you can doesn't mean you
2: should. Right. <laughs> you know? just just to to put that in perspective, I mean, you know, when you guys do programming, you know, you're talking about five and ten maybe 20% increases in volume as you kind of play around with people's, you know, mesocycles. Not double, not a 100% increase in volume. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, who exactly. can do that? Who can do that in, in any, you know, um one-year period? It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like they count up their grams. I'm taking 10 grams, so I can do 10 times as much volume. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Do you so. think it's
1: sort of a, a weird way that it probably works for a period of time, but – They get accustomed and just assume that it's going to keep working, and then they just flare out. Yeah.
0: And then you see these massive injuries that come early, which, of course, like massive injuries, especially in power sports and things like that, those happen. You know, um, when you're talking seven, eight, nine hundred pounds, thousand pounds, one little misstep and tragedy can happen. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing that happen at, you know, much higher rates. Uh, I think, because they're just, their body just isn't there, you know? And I think a lot of it is that connective tissue and things like that just is not up to par with what they've created muscularly in such a short amount of time. So, Mm -hmm.
1: and a lot of the competitive bodybuilders, and again, why they died is still suspect, but it appears to be a lot more cardiovascular risk. Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised that if you're on that much stuff that you're, cardiac tissue starts growing and the only place for cardiac tissue to grow is inside, which shortens Mm -hmm. your chamber size and changes the muscle morphology combined with probably not doing a lot of aerobic training because that's not your goal. Probably not setting you up real good either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And instead of, I don't need to do cardio, I'll just do another gram and a bunch of GH. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You don't need cardio anymore. Yeah, Yeah. They're trading, they're trading, uh, milligrams or i use for hours of work and i just don't think that that just doesn't make a lot of sense to uh no
0: but it works it gets them there in the short term but you know
2: well it gets them what they want um visually externally but to like mike's point you know it's it's um yes you're just as lean as if you had done cardio but the cardio would have done other good things to you you know Yeah. yeah
1: yeah maybe they are getting the routine echo but probably not
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah probably not. Well I mean can this I mean if you look back at let's just look at the Arnold for example. And you see a lot of Oh, there's Flex Wheeler, one, two, three, four, five. You know, there's Kevin Lavron, one, two, three. Uh Dexter Jackson, one, two, three, four. You know you start seeing that, and then come two thousand fourteen it drops, and there's only one person that's done it twice. you know you used to see a lot of these guys rack up careers that are a decade long where they're winning or they're really high, and now you're seeing you know it's trading out every year for a new dude, and the and other I think guys are like you said they're gone, they're just kind now. of bad, bad <laughs>
2: for the sport because then you people don't get their heroes, you know yeah. um. By the time you you kind of latch on, like I identify with this guy, maybe he's got a physique like you, or or she has a you know a similar style to you, or whatever it is. But then they're gone. Like you don't you don't get to have that that role model because they're gone. They're already yep. gone, and they fall into obscurity. You know, yep. it's it's just not good for the sport. No. And don't don't get me wrong. I sometimes I mean Lee Haney, um. Ronnie, you know, winning the Olympia over and over and over, um, yeah. it does get old at some point. But yeah. when people can't even do it two or three in a row, yes. um, it, it's sad. It's just kind of sad. I don't yeah. know. So, I yeah. think you
1: need some familiarity, but if it's the exact same every year, I mean, look at the you know battle for, you know, Jay Cutler versus Ronnie Coleman. That went on for quite a while, but you got mm-hmm. to be pretty familiar with both of them. Yeah. Right, where now it's like, who, who's even competing?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, man. Other than that, man, I got nothing else. What you got got going on? What do you got coming up, Mike? Um,
1: Not too much the next couple of weeks. I'm getting ready to head down to Texas for a while, so we'll be down there. And yeah, helping out with, uh, special forces experience. They have something called the process, which will be in Idaho this year in April. Okay. So it'll be out there in the middle of the wilderness for nine days. I'm not doing it. I'm just one of the people helping out with it. So it, yeah, should be, should be interesting for people going through it. So if they want more info, let me know. And then we'll be back in Texas and then we'll drive back probably around the first part of May.
0: There you go. Lonnie, how about you? What's your training been like, man? We haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Uh, Old man training. No, (laughs) it is.
2: Well, you know, you're talking about, in fact, I just had a conversation with my buddy Steve at work, who is, you know, he's just like us. I mean, I think we probably had him on the show. He was on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, grew up on bodybuilding. um, But we had that discussion about downsizing or not, you know, and I got comfortable. After the last time I competed, I was up, you know, I was about two and a quarter, two 230. And I, I just, I've I just got to be comfortable getting, being small. And that's yeah. hard to do. It's, it that's when your whole identity for 30 years, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I don't know. I weigh, I think I'm 208. Something. Um, it's not like I, I wasted yeah. away, but, um, but the composition is, is more old man composition. <laughs> <laughs> but I train at, uh, it's called Metro Gym. It's where Mike Francois, um, trains. And he's, he's still there. Tra- I go before work because there's no way I can get in there. You know, at 7, 8 p.m., uh, it's crowded, I'm tired, you know, I, if you have your own place like you do, Phil, it might be possible, but, like, to try to f- squeeze yourself in, so I just, instead, I just go in the morning, train, like, you know, 6.30 in the morning, but I see him in there, and I'll tell you, that man's calves haven't lost an inch. <laughs> 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 he's he's much, you know, he's thin-fit, his cha- face is chiseled, he's obviously lean, but his calves, you know, how it's such a genetic muscle. Yeah. Um, Absolutely absurd. I don't blame the man for wearing knee shorts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all winter. All winter.
0: And I got shorts
2: on. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. But I mean, it's a, what I like about it is it's an old school. You know, we've talked about like ma and pa type gyms. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've got their row of cardio equipment and that kind of stuff. But you know, there's sleds to push, and there's yeah. there's just hammer equipment and the stuff that I just. Nice. <laughs> and, and you know, lots of free weights. And when um, when my buddy Steve turned me onto that, I'm like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. this is right. This is the right place. You know, I didn't have to. You can walk into places like that. And yeah, I like, can tell. Right. Away. You're, yeah, you're just comfortable. That's just like this is an old school bodybuilding gym. There's pictures of Arnold all over the walls and stuff. And I'm like, yep, yes. this is it. Yes. So you know, it's just a matter of. And I'm 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 uh, I actually got my wife lifting with me in the morning. So oh, we, nice. Yeah, and we we've never done that before, so that's been something different. Get Kelly, you know, Kelly did sprinting and stuff when she was young, and so she's got you know she's got some muscles that are yep. eager eager to grow. So that's yep. that's kind of fun, just, just to kind of you know have somebody to kind of shoot the shit with while you're oh yeah while you're lifting and stuff. But that yeah, that's pretty much it. Just I'm, I actually do like a bodybuilding split like I used to like a. It's sort of a push pull. I'll do like I'll do chest, chest arms, then I'll do back, shoulders, and I'll do a day for legs, and then I just put calves somewhere in there. Now, because you might think, well, um, and Mike and I have had this conversation many times about frequency versus you know just get get real sore and wait a week kind of thing, but I've noticed at my age, I need that once a week. Like I I can't even I, I, if I do more than like three sets, I don't think I can go back in the next day. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. I just need, I just need that recovery. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's just, it feels good to start rebuilding though, because for the first several months I was off the podcast and I was down here, I was, li- and you know, we're in the middle of the freaking century plague and I'm trying yeah. to lift, I'm mm-hmm. doing chin ups in my apartment and stuff. It was, it was pretty sad. And yeah, it's hard
0: to get motivated.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh God. It's no. one of the key benefits of a gym, just yeah. to walk in to a gym with purpose. Yeah. You know, yep. you drive there 15, 20 minute drive, yep. you know, yeah, I mean it, it just it it it's literally about three times the volume of what I was doing for the past year and a half. And at my age, I was just falling apart. You know, you guys, I'm I'm in my mid fifties now, for Christ's sake. So I can't. Um, I I I just I think I might have mentioned this to you guys, but I I when I went back to that gym, I thought you know gyms are a hot spot for COVID. I'm going anyway. Um because I can't fall apart anymore. I'll just go ahead and get Omicron if I have, you know, if that's what it takes. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but they're licking the barbells. (laughs) No, right. And I was in there in the the morning, not when it's as crowded. You know, I did what I could, but sure enough, Kelly and I both got Omicron Mm. and, you know, that that, we got sick for about a week, you know, I mean, nowhere near contemplating hospital or anything like that. But um, and now that's behind me. And I feel like I can go to the gym and just not worry about it. You know what I mean? But at some point I I bet a lot of people had to balance that. Like we were living in a plastic bubble. And I think Uh unfortunately what happens is you, you get that, um, immune debt, you know, almost like you're not exposed to any germs at all ever. And then I I think when, what made us sick was we got the flu. I think we got the seasonal flu and Omicron at about Mm -hmm. the same time. Um, and I say that because I was tested negative and I was, I was sick as a dog with the flu and I was tested negative multiple times. And I'm like, Oh God, I have the flu and Kelly has Omicron. And then we traded. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we were pretty sick for, you, you know, know, 10 days or so, but, but you know what? And, and I know. I I know that was partly the gym. This guy comes in the locker room. He plops down like six inches from me on the bench, and he's got his his face in his hands. I'm sick as hell. I'm like, what are you – A, what are you doing here? And get away from me. (laughs) That's
0: one benefit I have about having a small gym. Like, of course, we had people that got it. It's just going to happen. But our people are smart enough, when they got it, or even if they, hey, I was next to my brother, he got it, they'd stay the hell away. Stay away. You know, it's really easy. So we never had it run rampant. You know, our people were smart enough to, oh, I better not go. I feel bad.
2: Right. Uh, You know, I I saw – (laughs) <laughs> no, exactly. R- rule of life. <laughs> but I, I saw uh, like Fauci was talking on the news and I know people have different thoughts about him, but he's like essentially everybody's going to get Omicron if you're out in public. You're, it's just too contagious. And I'm like, well, you know what? I actually read in uh, Lab Roots, which is um, a news catcher I used to use to you know bring up news on the show, on the podcast. But they're like one of the science writers said, you know, because Omicron is more mild, uh, unless you're in a high risk category – Maybe you should just expose yourself to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's almost like a booster shot kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not as severe. Now, of course, I'm not condoning that, and, yes. and and the writer didn't either. But it's an interesting point of view, isn't it? Like, if you're gonna get COVID, maybe maybe Omicron is the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Anyway, yeah. so th- th- it, I'm just so so glad to have my hands on a knurled barbell again. Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah. so good, so good.
1: When I got quarantined in Costa Rica, I got popped for an antigen test, didn't have any symptoms. Long story short, I ended up getting a PCR test the next day, which was not easy to do. Costa Rica doesn't acknowledge more than one test. So I was on quarantine for what it ended up being nine days, even though the PCR said I was negative. And at that point, I was like. If I could give myself Omicron now and know that I wouldn't be hospitalized, I would have totally mm-hmm. done it. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> because I'm like, I'm quarantined yeah. in a hotel. I'm, I'm not going to be around anyone. I'm not home. I'm not yeah. going to give it to my wife. So, but yeah, looks yeah, like I'm borrowed let- th- time now.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. Well, that might be true, but yeah. it, it, it's at what, at what price really? Like at some point, yeah. I think I admit I have pandemic fatigue. I'm like, enough. I'm going back to the friggin' yep. gym yep. because I'm actually paying more of a price by falling apart and not exercising because mm-hmm. you guys know what it's like. Once you're, the you're past your mid-40s, it's one step forward, five steps back, yeah. you know? and you can't, you can't let that happen. So I'm like, it's actually worth it to me just to reclaim my, my muscle mass a little bit here because For it's sure. pathetic.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, you start getting up there, and we're not fighting to go forward anymore. We're fighting to not go backwards. Not go back. (laughs) (laughs) And when you quit fighting, that speed backwards picks up. Yeah.
2: You know, once Fortress said to me, he said, you know, I, I can't get motivated if I can't progress forward. But I brought this up years ago, but Tolkien used to talk about the long defeat. You know that the, the mm-hmm. elves, the elves in that in that universe, were fighting, and that's kind of what I feel like. It's like there's honor in the long defeat. Well, I, it's it's like what you say, Phil, about gravity. She's a harsh mistress. She's yes. going to she's going to win yep. <laughs> no matter, ultimately, yep. but you can still have fun sparring with her, you know, and and slowing it, you know. um I don't. With Father Time, same thing. Slow the decline, but also, I'm so detrained. I am actually making some gains. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's, a, that's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you good. find as you get older, like I found I can
1: still make progress on strength. Like trying to add mass is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how fat I want to get, to be honest. Yeah. But if I take a fair amount of time off, which I don't normally do, I find I do regress backwards faster. And I don't know oh, yeah. if that's necessarily... A loss of skill or what? I mean, because obviously strength is a high skill component, but that's like the main thing I've noticed as I've gotten older. Like, I can't take a week off and come back and be right where I was before. It'll be two, three oh. weeks to kind of get back to where I
2: was before. Yeah, and leanness too. I mean, forget it. You know, you're I I, I get fat at five times the rate I did when I was. Oh yeah, younger, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah was yep. <laughs> Even when you lift, that like the natural <laughs> pH response is just not there. <laughs> you know, but. But for um uh, muscle mass and strength, um I think especially if you got muscle memory on your side, um using that in sort of a loose lay term way, but I think you can reclaim some muscle mass um if you've had it before. You oh, know I, it, what we're doing is very different what we're talking about than somebody who would be, you know, fifty four years old and never lifted before because yes. then you're like, well, you've never built a base of any kind. And I do think there's something with, you know, the slow hyperplastic response over many years or or I don't know, whatever satellite cell activation kinds of things. Over time I think it adds up and it and it leads to changes so we can just reclaim, you know. But at the same time, how much do I want to reclaim? You know, um I, I don't want to put four oh five on my back anymore. My arms go numb. My spine won't have it. You know, so so it's the kind of thing where you know, in a in a ma and pa bodybuilding gym, there's a lot of stuff you can do. You could do hacks and leg presses and you know, uh there's a lot of good stuff that you could do. And I still squat, just not not stupid, you know. Uh, because I don't want to lose the privilege is what yeah. it comes down to it. Do they it's, have a safety squat bar there, Lonnie? I, I haven't used it. I've never actually used safety squat Oh, oh
0: they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're horrible. Well, in a great way. Like you can get a ton of work out of the with those. Yes, with much less weight.
1: Yeah, I love mine.
0: Yeah, it's, maybe I'll play with it. They are a great tool. Yeah, just be humbled. Yeah, Go especially light. for hand position. Yeah, it'll. But yeah, uh, with shoulders and things, yeah, amazing. But oh man, it, it's brutal. Like I'm your midsection, like, yes, your your mid back, upper back, all it's just going to take a beating. You can't get like your your traps and your upper back tight like on a barbell. Okay. So so you can't engage against that bar and really pinch your shoulders back, so you're just using all that stuff in a totally different way. And, oh, yeah, it'll it'll hammer you for sure.
1: Hey, you know what? Higher rep stuff, it feels good. And then you start getting five reps and below or three reps and below, and it feels like a gorilla jumped on your back and is trying to shove your own head back in your (laughs) A-hole. Yeah, pretty much. You're trying to (laughs) – you guys are trying selling to this. shove your head <laughs> to the ground is
0: what it tries to do at heavy weights for sure. And that's oh, wow. honestly the benefit for power lifters. Uh, you know, basically it tries to fold you. Yeah. Do a good morning. And, uh, so it makes you fight that. But, uh, like you said, at lower weight, it just feels good. It's much more quad dominant. It's basically yeah. like a comfortable front squat is how I tell people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially the camber up.
0: Yes. So, mm-hmm. so basically it's loading very much loading the, the anterior chain, but, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. You should give it a shot, man. It's
2: yeah. Sometimes it's, you want that because when I squat, I tend to lower bar squat and get it through my you know adductors and glutes mm-hmm. and, and hamstrings and stuff. So that might be good just to wake up my quads. Yeah.
0: And I bought the reason I bought one was when I blew my first bicep. It allowed mm. me to keep going. No, I didn't like you oh, can squat with it. Yeah, you can do it with no hands. On the you table. know
2: oh okay like now you you're too. selling me now because yeah. if you remember Phil. uh the last year that I was on the show we I was having a real problem with like my medial elbow, like it yes. just hurt like hell, yeah. and i 'm like it 's not nothing i 'm doing with my arms or my back or what is going on and Then I realized it was it was my low bar squatting you know yep. i 've got yeah. the barbell way back there tweaking my uh my yeah. elbows, and this this would prevent that
0: it'll you'll have no tweak in your elbows, yeah, you no, can totally let go of the bar better you can let go of the bar and rest them on your thighs if you want, you know whatever like if it 's yeah. getting too hard, you can use your you know you can do four reps and push yourself up kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's good for upper if you got shoulder like and elbow issues, so.
2: Uh. Hey, uh one last thing. If you happen to talk you said you're going to be on Dave's show pretty soon, the Table yeah. Talker. Yep. You know, let Dave know when during the pandemic when I was in the bubble, his I, that was one of the very few podcasts I'd listen to cuz you know, Dave just talks sense. Oh yeah. You know, he it's funny to hear him interact with the people around him though cuz he's so black and white and he's like <laughs> he's like no, it's this way. <laughs> you know, he's oh. just—he's he, sort of corrective with everybody, but he—that—that's been his life for so long, you know. But but his was one of the—the the table talk thing was one of the things I'd listen to in my uh, apartment and just keep my toe in the strength world. You yeah. know what I mean? Just, just to try to stay motivated because otherwise, you know, the pandemic sucked.
0: If you if you haven't yet and want to watch something hilarious, it's been a few months now. He started Dave started this deal where people send him videos. For like form checks and reaction videos. Oh oh. Oh, my god, he's hilarious. I, I am sure he is. Uh, it's on his, I think it's on his YouTube and his Instagram. And it's it's amazing.
2: It's just (laughs) reaction videos. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's like, you got it, you got it. He's just so fucking fired up. Like this per, it's this dude's video and he's like, back, back, set up tight. And he's not actually talking to the guy. This was shot like a week ago. Right, right, right. And he, but he's fucking into it. <laughs> up, up 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 Yeah yeah! You know? That's funny. It's, 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 he's an animated dude. But, he is uh, a fireball. And, uh, yeah. Hi yeah. <laughs> so, right, guys. Well, I'm gonna create right, cool. so go
2: slack. Nice. Right. Yeah. So, it's Jim too.
0: Sweet. Everybody, Please we will it. talk to you next week. Lonnie, it's good talking to you again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll check in every now and again.
0: Sweet. So all right. I, uh,
2: Thanks, fellas. See ya.